Welcome back to another episode of the N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goomastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxon. Joining us, we have games editor, Mark Kalaroff. It's the indie smorgasbord season. It's, it is that time of year, and we would not be indie smorgasbord season without indie games editor, Campbell Gill. It's my time of year. It's the most wonderful time of year, some might say. <laughs> uh, this this showcase was a little earlier for the indie, the Nintendo mm-hmm. Indie World Showcase than it has been in, in years past. From from what I understand, am I am I misinterpreting that? Yeah, it's happened in December before, so this is a yeah. little earlier. Generally, seems to come around December, so this was about a yeah, about a month earlier. So, uh, so you might argue that Christmas came early, um, depending on what you thought of the showcase or Hanukkah. Um, or Hanukkah, that's right. Any 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 uh, gift giving holiday that you that you might celebrate uh, towards the that part of the year. Indie games um, don't recognize any specific denomination or religion. They're for everybody. So this, this is the this is universal exactly Christmas, except the binding of Isaac. Maybe not. Oh, that there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the binding of Isaac has specific thoughts about that very topic. Um, that's pretty funny. All right, so. Uh, do, you, do you want us to jump right in? Anything we have to sort of uh, any any major Nintendo news besides uh, you know any, anything coming out that we got to address before we dump right into the uh, indie world showcase? Pokemon looks pretty good. It's it is capital imminent. P pretty good. It is <laughs> it is coming closer and closer. <laughs> um, this this I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get it. I've I've made the decision. I am gonna I am gonna get this one. Okay, good um, good. Which version though? Scarlet That's the thing I'm debating. I'm, I'm talking with a friend of mine about uh, about which version to get. We have to we have to decide which uh, mm. which which lizard dog we want, um, and go from there. Did any of uh, you guys grab Sonic Frontiers? Not yet, but I'm gonna. Uh, but not on Switch though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, I've been able to play it a little bit over the last week, but I not on Switch. I played it on a PlayStation Five, uh, and even on, and I'll say this: even on PS Five, has some issues. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot, lot of lot of pop in. Yeah, I'm watching Switch footage and it's like the pop in is out of control and it also just wow. looks ugly too. Which that's fair. It's a Switch port, but still a shame. <laughs> yeah, Campbell, I mean, out listen. of a move I would have never done, I almost bought it. What? Okay, now yeah, explain what led to this tragic turn of events I, here. I went to go pick up God of War. <laughs> uh-huh. and there was a line for God of War. Okay, and I was thinking to myself, Target has a buy two get one, and I was like. <laughs> Well, I can get Sonic, God of War, and then a gift I wanted to get for somebody who might be listening, so I won't say it. And so so I went to the register and I was like, is God of War part of this? And he's like, no, it's not part of the deal. And I was like, shit. So I I didn't buy Sonic. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Listen, I, I haven't played, I played like, oh, I don't know. How much did I play of that game? Maybe like five hours. Um, I wrote uh, the the completionist script for for that uh, particular episode uh, after Gerard completed it. He's like, "Hey, you want to come over and, and play Sonic?" I was like, "I do." Uh, so 
Uh, I played I played like a, a nice chunk of it, but I haven't obviously haven't played the full game. What I played was actually really fun. Like I, I was shocked by I was like this game is a lot different than I thought it was going to be, uh, but very compelling in a, in a in a weird sort of way. But but that said, there's there's like you know if 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 you're bothered by tech issues, then like <laughs> this game is rife with them. I will say, <laughs> um, at least in the you know the, the few hours that I played. Um, but yeah, it's certainly fun. Like I was, I was shocked by how much I was having having like a blast just like playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you know who knows? Maybe in a week or two we'll have more more strong impressions um, if if any of us end up playing more of the game. But uh, but the real draw, aside from Sonic Frontiers just being all over the place in terms of uh, uh, Metacritic reviews was the Indie World Showcase that happened yesterday morning. Um, uh, over, let's let's kind of do like an overall. Did you guys come into this into this showcase expecting anything? Like I I came in with with dislike. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, me too. Same here. Yeah. I came into it actually specifically not expecting um, one of the games that was announced towards the end of this showcase. Ah, uh, so, yes, we will, and we will get to that. We will get to I, that. I know you had some thoughts about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. I, I went in because I had, I had no idea. I was like, oh, this is. It felt like a, like kind of like a like a pleasant surprise more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess we can just dive right in here. Uh, so the first game um, after our you know our fun little indie world showcase uh, thing that popped up, uh, uh, Venba uh, by by Visai Games coming out next spring, twenty twenty three. Um, Kind of like a like a Indian family. Um, uh, it seemed to me like an Indian dysfunctional family uh, cooking drama was kind of the the genre. It seemed to be. <laughs> am I am I nailing that correctly? Symbolism, food, games. I think food, it's got games. everything to be good potentially. Yeah, it seemed like kind of like a like a like a like a story driven. Um, 2D adventure game sort of thing. Uh, a lot of like you're trying to recover lost family recipes. Um, I don't know. It seems cool. Like this is a game that like yeah, I would I would definitely play this game. <laughs> um, at, yeah. Like we, we talk about now, you know, there's there's Mark games, there's Cameron games, there's Campbell games. This is definitely a Cameron game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks good. It, looked, it kind of reminded me of a, of another game that was came up later in the showcase, um, a little to the left in terms of its presentation. Um, mm, definitely. They did that cool thing where they introduced the devs in a little talking head interview. Uh, their cat was there. The cat seemed nice. Best part um, of the showcase, honestly. <laughs> just that little cat just hanging out, licking one of the devs' hands while she there was, was talking. There was a lot, a lot of cat love in this showcase. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks it looks fun. Um, restoring lost family recipes. I, I think that's kind of like the hook of the game. Uh, it seemed like it might be kind of a melancholy family story. Uh, definitely looking forward to that coming out next spring. Um, up next, we got uh, uh, Goodbye World uh, Isolation Studio. Uh, that's coming out later this month, so we don't have to wait long for that one. Uh, it, this one actually really stuck out to me. Um, I, I, I talked with you guys in the chat after, kind of during the, the showcases we were watching. It was like, eh, nothing really stumped out, jumped out at me. But thinking back on it, this one actually did stand out quite a lot. Um, it's like a, it looked like a Game Boy kind of like a super nintendo graphics style mm-hmm. you know chunky 16-bit pixely yeah. um it's a game dev simulator like the story of the, the plot of the game seems to be like hey you're a little game you're like an indie game studio and you're making a retro platformer so there's kind of like it seems like two styles of gameplay going on part of it's like the the adventure game of you're following these people trying to build the game and then there's the game within the game um 
I don't know. It looks really good. I, I had not heard about this game at all before before this showcase. Uh, had you guys been following this one for for any length of time? No. I hope. No. But it did the... it did remind me of another game I played a, a while back, which was A Memoir of Blue. And that was the way they were oh. describing the game with the intertwining stories. I was like, that that worked very well in that game. So I hope it yeah. translates well here. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Um uh and again, we don't have to wait long for that, which I which I love like i love uh, uh, unfortunately for this showcase a lot of the games seem to be coming out uh next year mm-hmm. um but i do i do appreciate that they they made a point of saying like hey this one's coming out later this month i, I thought it was smart to start the show with at least one game that's coming out very soon um so hopefully we'll have more thoughts about goodbye world um very soon um jumping into this one this one actually looks really fun have a nice death Yes, um, one of the best ones yeah. of the showcase. This this fantastic. one definitely stood out. Magic Design Studios. That's coming out in March of next year. Uh, a two D action roguelike thing. You play as the Grim Reaper. Looks really gnarly. The action. Um, Mark, you said this one was one of your favorites of the show. What what stuck out about it to you? The animation at the beginning, definitely. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it reminded. It honestly reminded me of when they revealed Hades. It yeah, kind of had, like the same vibe. I could see that. Yeah, just kind of really, uh, really sharp, crisp, um, like two D animation. It looked like a like a really not quite like it's not quite anime, but like a like just like a really well animated uh, cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and very then it, detailed. It kind of, very yes. very detailed. Very sharp. And then it kind of segued into into the action gameplay, and and the gameplay they showed actually looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I deflated a little bit when I learned it was a roguelike. I was like, oh, I've just because I've played a lot of them, but yeah. it's you know I but also I I, enjoy, I play a lot of them because I enjoy them, so it's like well you know if there's a, if this is another mm-hmm. good roguelike like incredible I can't be mad at that. I mean hey going back to the Hades comparison that was a pretty good roguelike some I, might say you know, yeah, it's, it's all right, right. it's, it's all good. right I guess yeah some um, some would say so but one minor correction bad. there though uh, it's oh. not just a Grim Reaper that you play as you play as the CEO of Death Incorporated uh, who's working <laughs> to restore work death balance in the universe. Which I just think that's a wonderful angle to take on this. So honestly, this it was a fair. sense of humor that really stuck out to me. You know, work-death balance is just a wonderful, wonderful term. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> all all for uh, that kind of initiative for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's true. Very, very funny. It does seem to have. It's that kind of game that has like that kind of sense of humor um, as well. So yeah, very, very uh, good, good, good job uh, pointing uh, pointing that out, Campbell, because I did forget that part. Um, What's up next here? Oh, oh this one. One of the best of the show as well. This would, the uh, best again, of the thinking, show. thinking about it, I was For like, one oh, specific moment, awesome. yes. Um, Akka, <laughs> uh, uh, Cosmo Gato, I believe is a studio, and that's coming out uh, in December, December 15. Um, uh, Campbell, you, tell me. Tell me the thing that jumped out of you, because I think we all have the same moment. That we all out have the same moment, yes. <laughs> so it, this is a wonderful, it's described as a small open world game, and the trailer just shows you playing this little red panda, wandering around this beautiful, tiny world, and there's one scene where you see a gigantic capybara just chilling out, and you can crawl yes. on top of the capybara and yes. take a freaking nap. 10 out yes. of 10. This is my like goal <laughs> in life to be a tiny red panda snuggling up on top of a capybara. Like yeah. it doesn't get much better than that. Honestly, capybara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked uh <laughs> the capybara was cute, the red panda is cute. It's um 
I haven't I have written in my notes here in all capital letters. You can nap on a capybara. <laughs> I'm I'm all about it. Um, uh, retired. Yeah, this it looks cute. It's like kind of a. <laughs> this is sort of the theme of a lot of games um, that we've been playing lately. Like it's like a hero who's like all washed up. Who's like, what do I do now that I'm now that I'm retired? So you're playing this retired uh, red panda warrior guy. <laughs> Who's trying to find inner peace, and it looks like I'm, I'm curious what you can actually like do in this game, because the, mm-hmm. the 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 trailer made it seem like you can do anything, which is like okay, but like what does that actually? Yeah, it mean? didn't really show much. Yeah, so yeah. I've actually written about this a few times before in indie spotlights. Um, this was oh yeah, it's really I was so excited to see it get a big showcase uh, at Indie World. But uh, from what I can tell, the main gameplay loop is going around talking to different inhabitants of the island and just learning their backgrounds, their struggles, helping them out with their tasks, and learning more around about the environment around you and helping the people that you encounter. That's like just the wow. basic gist of it. So that's what uh, spurs you to complete various tasks and objectives and take naps on capybaras and all that kind of wonderful stuff. <laughs> They're actively trying to get you to nap more on more capybaras. Please, please. I mean, that's speculation on my part, but I really hope that's what happens there. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm very. this one really did jump out at me. I'm look, looking forward to it. Um, French French developers, which I feel like there was more than more than one French developer in this. In the, it was the Indie World Showcase, I guess, so they're making an effort to to showcase uh, developers from all over the world. So that that uh, that definitely stuck especially out to me. the francophone world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> do, please don't take offense to that. Um, any any of our French our French audience, uh, I, I must say, uh, uh, I don't know how to say I'm sorry in French, but uh, merci beaucoup. No, is that is no, that thank, thank you? Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for being offended. <laughs> thank you for being offended. Exactly. Um, up next, we've got this one. I think we can all agree was perhaps the the most exciting, one of the most exciting reveals of the show. Pepper Grinder, yes, um, screaming fun. Oh my god, looks incredible. Uh, developer R R Eck, have never heard of these guys. Um, Devolver published, so you know it's going to be a banger. Um, no specific release date, which is a little disappointing, but that's fine. If the game is, is up to this quality, I'm I'm I'll, I'm happy to wait. Um, Mark, you, did this one? You you express excitement at this one. You want you want to describe this this game? Yeah. So you're a I don't know was it an animal or a person, but you you're have a, a drill. Yeah. yeah, you're a little person with a drill hunting. I think it was like narwhals. It was supposed to be maybe <laughs> I don't know about that. Some sort of sea creature with a horn. But uh, what you're doing is you could use a drill to go through obstacles, except you could speed through them. So it sort of looks like a uh, it's like a mix of an action platformer, except it's just the movement of it, especially you know with the drill, the grapple hook, just all the elements going on. It looked like something that immediately after seeing literally like five seconds of it, I was like, okay, this looks like a lot of fun just to move yeah. around. Yeah, the gameplay looks sick. Um, it looks really fast paced. Um, it, it doesn't, uh, I would say that the art style is a little, it's not It's not quite like retro retro. It has kind of, uh, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's like the Devolver style of like it's 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 yeah, re- it's, it pixelated, it's retro is. but it's like it's like kind of edgy it's like you can tell there's a lot of tech behind it you know to make mm-hmm. it move as fast and as, it's like as grainy as it and it has some lighting effects and exactly yeah. it's yeah. kind of it hd 2d almost almost know? yeah and in, in like a different way but yeah the exactly. point is it looks sick as hell the music was awesome like music everything was about so it. good Just... yeah 
Man, it, it honestly makes me want to, like, I, I can already imagine this game being great for speedrunners and stuff, too, just because of the sheer momentum that you see in the gameplay of zipping underground and all that kind of stuff. I'm just really eager to get my hands on this one. Yeah, I we we love Devolver um, on this show. Like we've I've talked about a billion Devolver games. I've I've written about their their last couple showcases at E three. Like we the Devolver as a publisher is is one of the tops in the in the biz, and especially for 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 indie games. Like they always make an effort to find and and publish the most interesting uh, games. Uh, and this is actually not the, not the last game they uh, they had on this this <laughs> showcase. But we'll get to that later. Um, point is that game looks sick. Um, Coffee Talk 2, uh, colon, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Um, to- Toge Productions, Togi Productions. Uh, that's coming out next spring. I never played Coffee Talk 1. Did, n- n- did either of you guys check that one out? No. Mm-hmm. I think our indie games editor, our second indie I games think, editor, yeah, I think Brent, covered... I think he, he did, yeah. I think. I yeah. remember I edited our review of it several years ago. It was a writer who no longer works with the site. But oh, nice. I yeah. see. But it was a good review. Very, very positive. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those games where it's like, I, I remember hearing really good things about Coffee Talk. Um, never got around to it. Maybe it's because it hit a little too close to home. A bunch of people working at a coffee shop. I'm like, I'm good. I've, I've been doing that. Um but Coffee Talk Two looks like a you know a more expanded version of the same, so hopefully it can it can hit those those cozy vibes which we all love. Um, it's got that lo-fi kind of aesthetic, like you're chatting with characters and and hearing interesting dialogue and uh, you know just like chilling out, which you know we can always use more of that, especially on Switch. Um, I think I think we're probably and none of us have super close ties to to coffee talk so i guess we can just no. jump to the next one here um uh oni oh I, there's a sub a semi like become the mightiest oni or something like that yes like, that's a full title oni road to be the mightiest oni so uh, this is like I, oni squared i guess it's a hilarious the title, title is um, within the title yes <laughs> it's like it's it mark we're talking about that seo optimization here like they're just trying to uh that's true the keyword is oni like <laughs> they just got to fit it in as many times as synonym possible. is oni oh my god that's the link exactly key it. phrase is oni um yeah anchor text gotta make sure only. they appear at the top of ign first yeah the, 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 the backlinks are oni everything is oni that's really funny. Um, yeah, it looks kind of fun. It looks kind of like looks a really like a good. like a Zelda. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure. I, <laughs> I bet the developers hate this. Where they're like, "Oh, it looks like a like a 3D Zelda game." Mm-hmm. Like it's literally Breath of the Wild. Let's be honest. Like, but it does have very very strong 3D Zelda vibes. Um, Especially the grass little, literally looks like Breath of the Wild. Right, and the way the creatures kind of jump around and stuff. I was like, "Yeah, this is very well, very Zelda." Not not quite Breath of the Wild, but I would see it as a. Uh, part of the, I call it a subgenre now of open world indie games with 3D graphics where you have things like um, Haven that came out a few years ago. It's like an almost identical art style. Oh, Same yeah. with Solar Ash had a very similar oh, world sure. design. So a lot of games are using this general aesthetic, which is not a bad thing. It looks no. fantastic and it looks not like it's, it looks great on Switch too. So yeah, yeah it just, it, it fits in with a trend, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks really good. Um, uh, yeah, you're you're a disgraced. I couldn't quite. I, I think I might have missed a little bit of the plot to, uh, plot description, but it's like you're. All you're I know just, is oni. All I know is you're an oni. You're trying to fight other oni or something. Um, looks good. Uh, that's coming out in March of next year as well. March 
apparently a big big month for for indie games next year. Uh, spring of 2023 is going to be going to be lit for for indies. Um, and this and the, and the studio was co, I, this is a, people have not heard of before. Co, co, uh, oh boy, co, Kone Design, something like that. Um, something like that. something <laughs> like that. Um, so okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm trying to read my handwriting here. My handwriting is is bad, but this game was interesting to me. Um, Desta, the memories between, something like that. That's exactly it, yeah. Okay, great. Desta. I thought it was Destra. I was kind of misreading my handwriting here. Um, so Desta, The Memories Between by Us Two Games. That's coming out early next year as well. Um, it looks... Okay. I... Again, I don't mean to compare games to other games, but did any of you guys play Pyre? Oh my god, why I, is that... I've got it, it on my Switch. It's, uh, it's a super, super giant, giant game. Uh, it was the game they made before Hades. It was a PlayStation exclusive... Uh, or no, PlayStation and, and Steam exclude. Uh, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it's the point is it's not on Switch. Uh, so I, thought you, it, you might... I thought it was. It's not. It's not. That's that's like the big thing about it. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, well, it needs to be. It would be so good on Switch. But the point is, I, uh, this I game lied. reminded me a lot. A lot of Pyre. Pyre was a, a game by Supergiant. You, you you. It's kind of like a weird sports fantasy mashup. Um, and this game has similar vibes to me. Um, it's like a dodgeball game. Uh, but there's also like some like psychological like dreamscape stuff happening where you're like in the dream you're playing a dodgeball game and then you wake up and you interact with characters and have like a story. So it's kind of like a like a two game, uh, like a two tracks thing going on here. Uh, this, uh, another thing that jumped out about me, but this game is the makers of Monument Valley. Um, did any of you guys play Monument Valley when it was? No, yeah, I haven't played it. Mm-mm. Gotcha. Um, a good game. It, it was like one of the first like oh a mobile game can be deep and moving and like da 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 like it was kind of like one of those um it's really good um and you can you can play it it's like short and sweet puzzle game really beautiful great music art style's fantastic definitely getting similar um similar vibes from uh from from this game um i don't know it looks good i, I would play it um like i love when a game is like the premise is so weird that it intrigues me, you know. Like, I, and I think that's definitely a strength of this particular showcase. Um, and I, I could definitely think of, you know, other, at least on this particular showcase, it's certainly unlike anything else it's compared to. I would say. Um, so yeah, this one, this one definitely jumped out at me. Um, moving on, I don't mean to speed through these. I just, I just don't know if there's much more to say beyond beyond that, you know. Um, this next one was called a sp- oh boy, a space for the unbound. Is that correct, Campbell? That's correct. Yep. A space for the unbound. Uh, that's coming out next month. Uh, January. Oh, it's January. Sorry, I read my one as an eleven. I, I got confused, uh, which still is not next month. That's this month. So that's coming in January of next year. Uh, uh, the other thing I've written down here is a, a pixel art coming of age tale. Which I think that's that's probably what it is. Um, did this one stick out to you in any particular way? No, not particularly. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. I, the only thing that stuck out to me was the setting, and that it takes place in uh, the '90s in rural Indonesia, 
which is a setting that we don't exactly see very often in I'm games. Gonna say, I'm going to say rarely, rarely if ever. Rarely if ever, exactly. So, yeah. you know. As I, as I say no, as I'm rushing to find out which game this was. That's funny. Yeah, no, that's fair. So like, memorable. It's, it, well, it's, it's tough when there it comes. There was a lot of games, yeah. And there was, there was a, a lot and of I think, games. And I think on either side of that game, there were some some heavy hitters. So I think it might have gotten a little a little lost in the shuffle there, which is, you know, it's, it's bound to happen with a showcase like this. But it looks it's all about to happen. It is, but I also know that we've been talking about this quite a few times in previous indie spotlights over the year. I think for several years, actually. Um, so it's definitely worth worth checking out, and I'm excited that it's coming out sooner rather than later. So, oh, that, yeah, that's that's the one thing we can we can uh, say thank you about. Uh, <laughs> so this next one was another big highlight, um, uh, and I again I apologize to the to the the, the Franks in the audience. Um, Dordon, Dordon. I've uh, I've said Dordon before. Dordon, uh, Dordon, perhaps. Uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous game uh, by Eugene Sequa Studios, uh, and that's coming out in spring of 2023. Um, amazing watercolor art style. Uh, there's like a you play as your pass. It kind of reminded me of when the pass was around. Did, did that? Did that uh, does that oh, I definitely that got that vibe with it for yeah. sure. If anything, it's just because of the whole watercolor aesthetic going on with it, yes. and also the theme of nostalgia going on too, which just looks so beautiful. the The idea of the game is that it takes place. It it seems to take place in two parts: one where you're a, a young girl running around the country, and then you grow up and you come back and you learn more about your past, taking pictures, all that kind of stuff. It just looks really really beautiful so i'm excited yeah like part of it is you're playing as a young girl and then part of it you're playing as that that person's adult self um this is a game will probably it feels like this is a game like designed to make you cry so we'll we'll probably have to deal with that at some point um (laughs) for sure but (laughs) kind of a theme with some of the games in this uh indie world so i i I, that's all part of it man it's not an indie world (laughs) at least one one tearjerker in there so true um but it looks really, really good, and um, it looks like I got excited, really excited at first, because it had a little bit of like a photo game vibe mm-hmm. yeah. at first. Um, but then it, it segued into like other stuff too. You're not just taking photographs; you're like recording sound, you're exploring environments. Like there's like seems like a lot of elements, a lot of interesting gameplay um, going on here. Hopefully, it can it can you know hit. Um, the mechanics when it when it finally comes out. Yeah, fun um, fact: I when I was writing up our most anticipated indie games of 2021, uh, Dordon was on like the top of the list for that. Oh, nice! So, here we are, over a year later. <laughs> it's coming out next spring. So coming out the Switch next spring. That's going to be great. Look, very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this one, uh, kind of like a first-person puzzle game, Botany Manor by White. Oh boy. Oh boy, Whitehorn Games, something like that. Looks like White I, Thor, White Thor. I got Balloon Studios on my. Oh, well, I think that's, that might be the publisher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? Uh, Botany Manor coming out in 2023. A bunch of uh, <laughs> plant-based first-person puzzle game. Oh, which... I remember this one. This one looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did look. It looked interesting. Um, a lot of uh, again, kind of unexpected. I was like, huh. I didn't think I would ever you know learn about plants and also do puzzles at the same time like that's that's kind of fun like i think that's the the most fun part about these showcases is like like huh you don't I never know what to thought expect. of that you exactly. never know what to expect which is which exactly. is great that's that's 
always a blast. Um, so yeah, I again, my my wife's a florist, so like this this might be one of those things that we can we can play, um, especially since it's going to be on Switch. Um, so yeah, that looks uh, it looks good. I, I always love a good. Um, you know, a good puzzle game. It kind of reminded me of The Witness. I was literally just about to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if oh, only yeah. because it's a uh, first-person 3D puzzle game, but it still gets those vibes across, I think. Yeah. Um, and not in a bad way. Like, I think The Witness, the witness is... No, The Witness is, like a, a, it's amazing. Masterpiece. A, a, a best-in-class puzzle game, for sure. Um, I mean, I hope so, this yeah. is a little less cryptic than The Witness. But... <laughs> there was definitely a point in The Witness where it was like, I'm too dumb to do any more mm-hmm. of these puzzles. Like, I, I've reached my limit. Can never look at, like, connect the dots the same way again. Oh, so. my God. Uh, although, now, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should maybe I should play The Witness again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, see if I'm any smarter. Um, yeah, what did you take away from the indie, indie world? I've learned I wanted to play other games. <laughs> I didn't really want to pick up Pyre and the Witness again. Um, <laughs> oh man! So uh, uh, moving on here. Okay, this was one of the <laughs> one of the strangest games of the showcase. Oh, I am one hundred percent down for this. Oh my it, gosh! I, okay, this. Okay, again, we talk about Cameron games, talk about Mark games. This it's a Campbell a, game. This is everybody. a Campbell game. This is a this is a Campbell game for sure. Once upon a jester. Heck yeah. Uh, which dropped uh, at the time of recording today. That's that one's out right now. If you're listening to this on your Switch, um, you, uh, I can't describe this game. I, I I don't know if I can. Honestly, I don't know if I can either. Which is the best thing about it. But from what I understand of it at this point, you are um, two performers working to play at a royal theatrical spectacle at the royal palace. Uh, so you're singing, you're dancing, you're putting on some sort of spectacle on there. Uh, I don't know what you're doing exactly throughout it, but it just looks silly. I saw singing in there. I saw gymnastics. It just looked so crazy, and I am all all for it. And, I consider myself I, a jester anyway, so I, it spoke uh, to me spiritually. Certainly the, the podcast, the resident jester of the show. Um, uh-huh, yeah. I, I, I like when they cut to the, like, to the devs themselves. It just seemed like three chill dudes. Uh, love that for them. I, they, they, they had a quote about wanting to give a sense of improvisation in the game, which is, again, not something you ever hear about in a video game. Like, I feel like a lot of, uh, like, like the, it seems like they're really taking the idea of, like, player expression very seriously. Yeah, I um, actually did some uh, researching on the devs the other, uh, yesterday, and there's not a lot on them um, online right now but it seems that there are actually more musicians than game developers oh, at this point which is really cool yeah which can kind of explain the whole improvisational aspect of it it's about performing it's about making things up as you go along which you, right. you don't really see a lot in games at least not the way that once upon a jester is portraying it no i would say like it's it's interesting like Obviously, video games, like, the whole thing is, like, you can play it how you want to play it, you know? Uh, but this game seems very much like you can play it how you want to play it, and it will feel unexpected. It's not just like, oh, I, you know, I chose, you know, to upgrade my strength instead of my magic. It's like, no, no, no. It's It seems like they're really going for you can you can make wacky choices, and and uh, they, they seem to, to really make a point of every playthrough is different, like everybody's can experience this game in a different way so i'm very intrigued to see what that um what that looks like uh if hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully we can we can review that more in depth in the coming couple of days here um 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It looks interesting. Um, and again, it, like it, kind of a, I, I think, I don't know if all these games were built in the same engine or what, but I'm getting a, a lot of the art styles for these games do share kind of a similarity of, um, at least of this particular direct to me, mm-hmm. of feeling like like really gorgeous like paper cutouts. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Did, did, does that, did that track with any of you guys? Yeah. And yeah, I, it definitely makes sense. I don't know. Did you, are you all familiar with the game Wonder Song? Uh, because we this... talked about this in our chicory episode. Yeah. I, I I never mm-hmm. I've never played Great it. I, I have it I have it somewhere on my on... PS5. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I forgot who the guy was and now I realize. Are you familiar <laughs> with this? Knowing Mark is on the show, but um, yeah, funny. but I definitely got uh, Wonder Song vibes looking at Once Upon a Jester in terms of the art style at least. Yeah, and I love this visual approach for sure. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely like it's a, a style that works, and again, it always looks great. Like in even on like low lower powered hardware, like like the Switch is you know hitting what five six years for the Switch, um, which is crazy to think about. But uh, it's you know it, these kinds of games always look good, even even with with low power tech. Um, Rogue Legacy Two was the next big game. Uh, I barely played Rogue Legacy One. I don't have a lot to say other than I've heard Rogue Legacy One is like pretty good, but I've like it was a, it was a PS Plus game at some point, so I, like I have it somewhere. I think I might have it on my Vita to be honest. Um, so the fact that there is a sequel is like great, hey, great, good for those devs. I'm I am I am happy for them. But uh, but yeah, another 2D roguelike action game. Um, yeah, that one also dropped today as well. So hopefully we'll be hearing more about that game. What later today, Campbell? Next week? Like when do you think you'll have? I mean, we'll probably be talking about it. Uh, more to say about yeah Legacy next week. Two. So great, because um, you 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 did get that one, right? Am I imagining this? Yeah, no. Literally, the code just came in today, so I've not had the oh, chance okay. to put much time into it. No, but I course. will have. We'll be able to talk about it next week's show and hopefully have a little write up alongside that too. Nice. Okay, great. So we'll we'll save our opinions for Rogue Legacy two then. Um, uh, this next one we have seen before in a previous indie thing at some point down the line, but it still looks gorgeous. Uh, Blanc, the black and yes. white uh, wolf, cub, and fawn co-op adventure. Speaking of games that will just tug at your heartstrings, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Someone's going to die in this game. I'm so Someone's sorry. Gonna die. <laughs> listen, it's, it's, we, uh, listen, it's the fox and the hound. Like, it's going to happen. I think we can no. all agree. There's a cute little no. animal. Death is imminent. It's inevitable. Damn. It's about to happen. On that happy note, this it comes game out Valentine's Day. <laughs> Did you? I, I noticed that too. That. I was like, "This oh is hilarious gosh. that it's coming out on Valentine's yeah, Day." Yeah, love, it's very. So funny. if you play love with your that. partner, which one of you will die? <laughs> oh, you have to pick. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> no, I, the I left Joy-Con or the right Joy-Con. Oh my God! I hope it does not have a sad ending. I want to have a happy ending. Um. Looks really cute. Text free, which is kind of fun. So it's like all, all mm-hmm. the all the storytelling will be through the through the gameplay through the characters. Many animals. Many many animals. Um, it looks great, and the, and the art style again is is very very gorgeous. Like this very striking mm-hmm. uh, black and white palette. Like it looks it looks really really good. Um, it oddly enough for a game that doesn't use a lot of space in its visuals, it like it knows what to focus on, which is very strange. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like you always kind of get a sense of like the action and like where to look and that kind of stuff. I think that's that's mm-hmm. very very true. 
Um, no, it looks great. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing that one. Again, got a few months. Got to hang tight, but uh, that one's definitely on my list. Like, I, you know, you know I love a sad animal co-op game, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to play it. Um, I just played Stray and Endling uh, over the summer, so I've, I'm having my fill of, like, animals that are like, oh, boy, it's a little melancholy. I hope they're okay. Um, it's going to be great. Um, so then we had our the classic Nintendo Indie World Direct montage that often has uh, announcements that are very, very exciting. Uh, I'm just going to kind of bl- blitz through these unless... Well, there's two that I specifically want to talk about, but I'm just going to kind of kind of jump through mm-hmm. these. Uh, Wrestle, what's it called? Wrestle Fest? Wrestle something? It's Wrestle Fest, I believe. It is Wrestle Fest, mm-hmm. great. Um, looks like kind of like a storytelling uh, wrestle action game. Looks kind of fun. Uh, Wobble Dogs looks very silly. Um, yes, that one looks it. very fun. I, I, I listen. It looks like it kind of reminds me of Fogs. Like I'd play the hell out of that. I consider uh, myself a Wobble Dog personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's there you go. Uh, something called Storyteller. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. World of Horror definitely looks interesting to me. Um, so excited for World of Horror. Uh, because this game has been in the works for Switch for so long, and it's been in limbo for ages. I, oh. I played it at PAX South and talked to the developers and all that kind of stuff. It was wow. That was two years ago, and then it kind of just fell off the radar, so it was really just excellent to see it resurface at Indie World. It's Does that mean we should be worried? or <laughs> We should be worried. Uh, horror is about to grace the Switch. Uh, <laughs> an entire world of it, even. An entire world of horror. Mm-hmm. No, it looks really, really good. Um, very, very striking. Um, Massive Junji Ito vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh my god. Um, yeah, it looks really, really good. Um, so yeah, and then next we had Curse of the Sea Rats, which incredible. This looks really good. I actually really want to try this. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. Another one that's been in a few spotlights over the years, so. It looks like something that, like, way forward would make. Mm, you're right, you're right. It does have that kind of cartoony vibe going with it. Yeah, it looks, uh, it looks sick. Looking forward to that. And then, uh, of course, one of my favorite games, um, <laughs> uh, finally coming to Switch, Inscription, um, mm-hmm. which chicory just effect. like, oh my gosh, I was going to say the chicory effect. effect. Yeah. It's the chicory mm-hmm. effect. Um, Putting your 10 out of 10 games in a, in a sizzle reel. Literally like, 15 seconds total of footage in Indie World, <laughs> which like given that Inscription won Game of the Year a few times, <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of crazy that they just slipped it Extremely in there. Extremely funny, just slipped it on in um listen guys if you need me to review this game a third time i will do it um yeah it's your perpetual burden cameron you're going to have to review this game for the rest of your life listen man like hearing it coming to switch i'm like ooh, but i could play it on switch (laughs) like there's there's a dlc um for for this game called casey's mod which um it's kind of like a different game mode. It's, it's very different from the from the the rest of what makes description great. But it's like it's extremely compelling. You can just play it for over and over and over again. You can play it all night. But like playing that on a handheld would be such a game changer. Um. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'll leave. I'll let one of you guys pick that one up because it's it's extremely good. Highly recommend. That's coming out December first. So very very soon. Just a couple of weeks. Um. This next one. Um, I've actually been playing it to, uh, yesterday and today, a little to the left, uh, which dropped the the day of the direct. Uh, it's kind of like a like a, it's like a puzzle game. It's like a it's like it, it's sort of 
not again, not to compare games to other games as we always do, but this one is kind of when the past was around vibes. For sure. um, Another game I have downloaded that I haven't played yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it'll take you two hours. You should play it. Um, I should. Maybe after maybe God four. of War. Um, Once I finish God, God of War. Yeah. Okay, great. So it, check back in 65 hours. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a, it's a puzzle game. Uh, the game kind of presents you with, like, like every puzzle is very short. It's like it, it'll give you, like, a cracked, you know, a, a broken vase. And you have to, like, reassemble the pieces of the vase. Or, like... Um, like, there's like a dumped out toolbox and you have to arrange all the tools back in their box in the little places that they go. So it's, it's all, it's all like very, it's meant to be like very, just that, that part of your brain that just like loves organizing things. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. that kind of a puzzle game. Um, I could talk more about it in, you know, maybe, maybe we could close the show with like a little indie spotlight. I could talk about it. But, uh, yeah, if you like doing that kind of thing, if you like organizing, like, you know, like your your desk drawer, like that kind of stuff. It's it's very much like soothing music. You organize stuff. Puzzles are very short. You move on to the next one. You do it all over again. Um, again, the developers uh, showcased their cat, uh, which was fantastic. I loved that. Um, and they they made a point in their little in their little reveal of like, yes, you can pet the cat, which is really that's all we really want to know uh, when we play this kind of a game. Um, and then they did the classic, oh, one more thing for a game that Campbell was super hype on. So I'm going to let Campbell uh, take, take it away for the last the last reveal of the show. I quite literally just gave up hope that this game even existed. <laughs> so this was the grand return of Sports Story, which is so crazy because back in, when the Switch release, I think it was in, in 2017, Golf Story came out and it was one of the early on one of the Switch launch year indie hits, I would say. This really wonderful quirky sports themed RPG and shortly after that game came out, proved to be a uh, great success. They announced a sequel Sports Story that was taking the same general idea of Golf Story but just expanding it to a whole bunch of different sports and then fast forward to 2022 we knew almost nothing about the game and here we are finally got a big gameplay trailer deep dive explaining all the mechanics and it's coming out next month which is just crazy and super exciting it looks excellent not just with the new sports that are added in like bmx and even cricket which is just i love that that's in the game cricket uh along with a whole bunch of world exploration things with you know exploring dungeons and balls and environments and all that good stuff it just is looking super solid i'm just so glad that this game still exists i'm i'm glad you gave a little of the history of that game campbell because i i didn't know it um i was i was like why are they ending the show with this? Like I, I was completely confused. Like it looks good, mm-hmm. but I was like, this seems like a, like a strange choice to, to end uh, the showcase. But the, but hearing, hearing you describe a little bit more of like, here's why people are hyped for it. It's like, oh, okay. Now I kind of, yeah, understand. it's the kind of thing where you do have to know the story behind it because otherwise it does kind of look like just another quirky indie RPG, but knowing how great golf story was, you know, expectations should definitely be high for sports story. Question. But- uh-huh. Should I buy Golf Story right now? It's on sale for six bucks on the eShop. Why the oh. heck not, dude? Like, it's six bucks. It's a pretty great I, way to I've buy actually, six bucks. it's very weird. Since the Switch launched, this has been like the indie I've been interested in playing, and it's been on my wish list since literally the Switch launched when I got it. Oh, wow. And I still have never played it. Today's the day. 
It's yeah, fine. I guess uh, tonight. I guess I don't know. Let me see how many gold points I have. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. That's maybe maybe the Bayonetta have. three review will pay off. Okay. Ah, there you go. Um, and then and that was it. Um, like it, it, interesting showcase. Having talked through it again, I can definitely say like, okay, there there was more stuff on here that that I was excited about than I than I maybe initially thought. Uh, which is always kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, literally, we were when we were opening this discussion, we said, "Yeah, this was one of the best games of the show for four games in a row," which I think right? should exactly. really signify how like, solid huh. it is. <laughs> exactly. like, huh. I, I guess I guess there actually there were a lot of good games. Like, what do I know? You know? Ooh, guess um, who's getting Golf Story for free? <laughs> oh heck yeah! Are you the one? I have ten dollars in gold points. Tell me, Bayonetta nice. paid off. Yeah, nicely done. <laughs> it's worth it. But yeah, uh, pretty pretty fun indie showcase. I, I, just a little a, a minor bit of uh, of self promotion here. Um, a lot of these games, not a lot of them, but a few of them um, are going to be showcased at uh, Indie Land, which is the uh, mm-hmm. uh, li- uh, the charity live stream. It's hosted by the Completionists. It's happening this weekend. If you're listening, um, I will be working the event. And some of these games are actually going to be at the show. They're going to feature Akka. They're going to feature Wobble Dogs. Um, a couple other things. A Little to the Left is going to be there, uh, along with a bunch of other stuff we've talked about on this very show, including River City Girls 2. And uh, it, should be, it should be a fun time. So if, if you love indie games and you're listening to our indie podcast and you want to you know, support a good cause, uh, check that out. It's over on... Twitch? Oh boy, I'm bad at this part. I'll, I'll shout it out at the end of the show, but I just wanted to draw attention to that as well since we're talking about indie games. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back, talk about a couple more indie games since we're on this indie smorgasbord adventure, uh, and then we will finish off the show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. to walk us through a little bit about what is the deal with yes. Lonesome Village. Uh, so a little game called Lonesome Village. It was announced on Kickstarter and it got a good amount of funding and it was making its way along and then the devs have been a little bit on and off with the development of the game but uh, all of a sudden released about two weeks ago and it's basically a puzzle game where you're this fox named Wes or a coyote I'm sorry you're a coyote named Wes and this big tower rises from the ground and it captures all 
the animals in this local village called the Lonesome Village, and it traps them in this tower, and on each floor there's a statue, and when the statue breaks, the villager is freed, and they go back to their town, and then at this little town, you can talk to them and do these little tasks and learn a little bit about them, and I say a little bit for a reason, I'll get to that, but <laughs> the main goal of the game is to solve puzzles going up this tower and to interact with the villagers in this village, and... I was eyeing this game for a long time. It's been in a couple of indie spotlights. I don't know if you wrote about it, Campbell, but Brent definitely wrote about it. I wrote times. about it as well, yeah. You wrote about it as well. And it sadly has panned out into something that's just not that great. And something oh. with a lot of good ideas, but something that can use a lot of... Po- just, a, just like a whole lot of polish in a lot of areas. And it, it really, you know, it makes me sad to say it, but it's a game that with another like year of development it would probably be a solid indie title i would recommend but i i just can't recommend it in the current state it's in and it's because this game has it's strange first of all they advertised it as like a cross between like animal crossing and zelda and it's more so on the Zelda side, but they keep mentioning, or at least people online keep mentioning Animal Crossing and making comparisons to it. But the problem with the game is that it honestly lacks a lot of personality because the villagers have so little dialogue and you learn almost nothing about them. And I, I was surprised as I was going through the game because there was actually more about the main character, Wes, than there was everyone within the Lonesome Village. And there was almost nothing to all of them. So it kind of took me by surprise there. And it didn't feel, you know, I I think Lonesome is honestly the perfect title for it because it does feel kind of lonely despite this place being populated, sadly. So there's that. The characters just aren't... It's not that they're written poorly. There's just no writing to them. That's more so the bigger problem. So it doesn't feel like a lively town that you're saving and getting back to normal. The puzzles for this tower are okay at best they're like they're fine it's supposed to be more of a relaxing game so it makes sense that they'd be on the easier side but some have absolutely no explanation and you can even like collect coins to find ways to skip them which almost feels redundant in a sense because for a game that wants you to solve puzzles and talk to villagers the one thing it does best is not make you want to solve puzzles and not talk to villagers. So Hmm. it's disappointing in that regard. The art is very cute. Um, It kind of has like a Rayman inspiration to it where the characters don't have limbs, but they all are like these cute animals and stuff like that. And it's very colorful. The cutscenes are pretty adorable. Um, The music's all right, but it's just overall, it's a production that's sadly has not panned out the way I hoped and it's just not something I could recommend maybe they'll fix up a lot of it in an update there's a lot of like technical issues where either things get stuck like out of bounds or the there's a lot of like frame rate issues or the slowdown between stuff is just like abysmal I mean it's a game that's not doing like a lot of spectacle and it feels like this should be running at like a perfect 60 frames on Switch. Mm. And it constantly flip-flops between like 60, 40, 20. Like it, it's just, it's all over the place in the game. And it feels like it's in need of a lot of cleanup. The UI design reminds me a lot of 
Earthbound, and I don't mean that as a compliment because you have to put items you haven't used in a chest and you can only carry up to 12 items at a time. It's the whole design of it is a mess. And for a game that's supposed to make you feel relaxed, it just doesn't. It it manages to do it in maybe like the first hour, but after that, it's just like off the rails and it's infuriating the farther you get. So I sadly can't recommend Lonesome Village. I was really disappointed by it, but, um, I'm hopeful that maybe they can clean this game up, but um, it also seems like this game has no PR and it's kind of gone completely under the radar compared to where it started. So I, you know, I I hate to squander all the hopes for this game, but uh, it's oh, looking yeah. to go in that direction. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, it's a shame when a game that's, that like seems promising is brought down hmm. by like you know, flat characterization. And, but and th- I do have some positive. Oh, hit it. I just finished a little game called Toem. I 100%ed it. Oh, heck yeah. And it was fantastic. I freaking love that game. That was absolutely one of the best indie games I've ever played. I'm um, saying. We've talked about I, it so many times on the show. I never got to play it. I finally, because it was on PS Plus, I downloaded it, fully 100%ed it in like three sittings. It was fantastic. Yeah. I played that game on my Switch in like... In probably like one sitting, to be honest, maybe two, like mm-hmm. like just like in a chair, handheld mode, like just like on a on a cozy day. It was like oh, like I loved Toem, um, and I believe they added some some DLC. Is that yes, right? they did. There's a small DLC chapter that's only like an hour long, and I also I didn't 100 percent that one, but um, I, I'll probably go back and 100 percent it. But um, nice. I did complete like the main the main goal of it. Which, it's like a little sweet chapter. It was definitely made during, like, that pandemic time where it's about, like, uniting and stuff. It has a very nice theme. Music's great. Visuals are great. Puzzle solving's great. I just, I'm on, like, a time crunch trying to jump between games. So, that's why I didn't finish it. But, yeah, the the base Toem game is phenomenal. It's one of my, probably one of my all-time favorite indie games that I've played. And I I just can't believe I didn't play it sooner. Yeah. So, glad I finally uh, played it. I, me too, man. I'm. I, it's like it's one of those games where I I recommend that game to everyone. I think it's fantastic. Um, and it's it's I don't know. It's I liked it better than Pokemon Snap, to be honest. Than than new Pokemon <laughs> Snap. But truthfully, like in terms of like as a photography game, I I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's very interactive. The characters are well written. There's a lot of funny dialogue. Just yeah. everything, the way it's drawn out, and the isometric view, and everything you could do with it. It's just like it's all perfect. It just works. It simply works. Um, so yeah, uh, what a, what an unexpected delight! I did, I did not know you we were going to talk about Tome. That's that's great. Any mm-hmm. any excuse to talk about Tome is is a, a, a good in my book. Um, Get me to the uh, was it Danish, Swedish? What were they? Finnish? Uh, something like <laughs> Get that. Get me to the woods. <laughs> take me, Let me take play me the, the guitar with them. Happy Scandinavian people in the woods. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a little guy with a with a hat. Um, it's the best. I mean, um, I could go put on a hat right now and I'll be a little guy in a hat. But, <laughs> but I won't be in Scandinavia, though. I'll be in Texas, which is a marked step this down. Is a, yeah, we, we, we can't. I can't fix that for you. Um, and uh, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I've been playing a little to the left, which is uh, the puzzle game that came out the other day. Um, it's fun. I would say it's... I don't know. It has that puzzle thing of sometimes you don't know what puzzle the developers are trying to get you to solve where it's like, like, <laughs> like one of them I, I just had to do, I was presented with, 
um, a box of differently colored rocks, and that was it. It was it's because the game doesn't tell you like organize them by color. Like that would be too easy. It just kind of like it lets the player figure out that the wouldn't pattern. be easy. I'm colorblind, Cameron. <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Um, <laughs> I'm learning so much. Um, so the, the game doesn't uh, it, it like presents you with with what could be a puzzle, but doesn't give you anything beyond that. It's like you have to figure out, like, okay, does this game want me to organize it by pattern, by shape, by size, by color? Is it is it something else entirely? Is there, like, a secret, like, pattern I'm looking for that's, you know, that's kind of hidden in the shadows or whatever? So there's, there's like, some, some interesting things that they're doing here. But, um, but occasionally it's a little bit frustrating to be like, there's no way I would have gotten that. Like, I, like, I, I, like, I never would have guessed. Mm-hmm. The game does have a hint system. But it's not really a hint system so much as it just tells you the answer. <laughs> like, like I did, I've done it. For- that's the opposite problem of Lonesome Village, where it has a hint yeah. system, but it's absolutely useless. And then the puzzles you can't just figure out. But where's like, the fun in the puzzles if it tells you the answer? It's it's interesting. It's it's like I don't know. And that's the other thing this game lets you do is it lets you just you can also just skip puzzles entirely if you want. Like the game is a feature where you hit pause. Um, you can select "Let It Be," and it just moves you to the next stage, um, which is kind of interesting. Like, like there's, there's probably I don't know how many stages there are in this game. There's, I've played through like four chapters with probably I don't know ten or fifteen puzzles each. So there's like a lot of puzzles. But if there's one that you're just like slamming your head against the wall and you and you don't want to use the hint system, you can just skip it entirely, which is kind of interesting. Um, which you know I always appreciate that. There's no, from from what I can glean, there's not really a plot or like a through line. It's it's just like puzzle after puzzle after puzzle. Um, so if you're if you're looking for something a little more meaningful or like a little deeper, it doesn't really have that. It's this game is just interested in, in presenting you with with some some minor visual puzzles, and that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a nice time. The vibes are very very chill. Like the music's really good. The art direction's very cute. Um, as we said um, in the first half of the podcast, there's a lot of like cat-themed stuff. I'm actually doing a puzzle right now where I'm making constellations that are in the shape of cats. Um, it's very cute. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 good. I, I I would recommend it, but I think if you get frustrated easily, then maybe skip this one. Like, there's definitely some points where it's like, this is more aggravating than fun. But then you do the next puzzle, it's like, okay, no, it's actually it's back to fun. But it's, it's a downer it's like, segment for puzzle games. No, it's weird, man. It's like it's like I, I recommend it just like for for the art direction and for the music, but the puzzles themselves, I, I find myself about like I don't know, like again, I've I've played a, a I don't know a few hours of this game. I would say like 90 percent of it. I'm like, yeah, this is great. But there's a couple where I'm like, this this is impossible. Like I, I never would have guessed the thing that they're trying to get me to guess. And some of these puzzles have multiple solutions, which is also kind of interesting. So like, not all of them, but some of them you can solve in, in, in different ways. Like it'll present you with like a bunch of pencils, and it's like, okay, am I organizing them by by how sharp the tips are? Am I organizing them by how long the pencils are? By how like by their color? Like there's there's kind of some. It's kind of letting the player figure out like different ways to solve each puzzle. But some of them are certainly more complicated than others, and I think needlessly so, which is a bit of a shame. But that said, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. Like I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm playing it. Um, 
so yeah, definitely definitely check this one out. I guess maybe maybe watch the trailer again. And if you are if you are intrigued by all the cat stuff they're working in, then maybe this is the game for you. Um, so yeah, it's a little to the left, and I'll probably have a, a snippet up about this one. Um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but other than that, that's that's uh, I think that's all we got. Unless Campbell, you you have any indies you want to contribute to the to the pile here? Uh, not just yet until I get my hands on Rogue Legacy too. So, in the meantime, the main indie I've been playing is a little game called Persona 5 Royal that you might have heard of, so. <laughs> yeah, so that, sad our the, favorite indie developer, Konami, did not appear during this presentation. That is you know? a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, they've been such a great presence <laughs> over the past few directs. Which <laughs> <laughs> is actually kind of uh, weird the more you think about it. <laughs> there you go. It's very funny. Um... Well, I guess with that, then I guess we can we can call it there for our indie focused uh, podcast. This time uh, we'll have obviously more to talk about the uh, the next time we we record. But it's always nice to take a break and just chill out and talk about some indies. Um, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on Goomba Stomp. Recently, been writing about God of War Ragnarok. I had a review about that game, a little feature about um, Kratos's history as a Spartan. And uh, by the time you're hearing this, hopefully have the ending explained up as well. So check that out after you finish the game, of course. Heavy spoilers. I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon. And Mark, where can people find you? You can find me at the Markel. That, of course, is Mark with the C, Cal with the K. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, over on GoomStomp.com, you can find my coverage for Bayonetta, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Um, we have some anniversaries coming up, so maybe I'll have a few pieces for those. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see who can say uh pretty good and campbell what about yourself where can we find your your information you can find my information specifically as it pertains to uh, games interviews reviews and all that good stuff over at goombastomp.com uh, i've got a written review of it takes two on switch along with an indie game spotlight that went up over the past weekend uh and i didn't write this but brent a co-indie games editor put together a top five list about the indie world showcase so go check that out for some written information about the games we just talked about and stay tuned to goombastomp for some more cool indie interviews reviews impressions pieces coming up in the very near future. If you want to catch up with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Campbell S. Gill, uppercase CSG. Ooh, guys, you know what's next week? Our Wii, Wii Eulogy. Ooh, Wii oh, Eulogy! <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Poor one or, Wii, or Wii U turn, you know. Either Which one. one? E- hmm? Either one is great. Um, and Express is also on social media. We're on Twitter at Express Nintendo, and of course, to rate available... Oh boy available to rate and review i I kind of uh mixed up the syntax there uh to rate review all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice um thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time (laughs) 